Hey there, everybody. This is the 440 Guitar Podcast. I am your host, Jarrell. Thank you so much for tuning up. Uh, today, we have a special podcast. We have some uh, awesome guests that I've had the luxury of um, knowing for uh, quite a long time now. And they're uh, awesome musicians as well. So they're going to be discussing uh, their, uh, you know, their, their band that they've, uh, you know, put together um, without me <laughs> so uh first i'd like to uh introduce uh brian guthrie the uh guitarist of can i just say the band name the uh, no let's hold for it no okay let's hold <laughs> no, it. you can you can say it okay <laughs> so their band's a de niro face yes um which i think is one of the most creative band names that i've heard in a long time uh brian how are you i'm good good today good awesome hey it's always good to be good and of course what is a band without a drummer uh this guy we've actually learned to play about the same uh, the same time frame um and we've been uh playing music for a, a long time as long as i've known him this is mr Corey webster Corey, how are you oh i'm good hello always second the drummer you know <laughs> Never the first to be introduced. You don't even sing. That's my bad. I can. No, I like when you sing, but like, you know, I'm the singer. Yeah, but he didn't even say that. He said guitarist. Yeah, but it's implied. But it doesn't mean you're second, because sometimes we save the best for last here on the 440. Sometimes. Sometimes. What would I be without you? (laughs) Solo. Solo acoustic. Uh, Acoustic, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I guess I could make that work. So You probably have already. No, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Bumbaloo. And we shall not. <laughs> That's still a great song anyway. Um, so uh, what I'd like to do today, or at least to start off, is to kind of ask both of you guys kind of where your your music backgrounds came from and then how you guys met. And then we'll discuss more about the, the band. So since Brian went first, Corey, tell me about your upbringing and how you end up being Brian and getting into music. Uh, well, meeting Brian and getting into music are two very separate things. Okay. Uh, so let's meeting Brian came first. Uh, feel free to jump in. It was you the want. year 1999. Was Ooh. it? Yeah, because Thank it was sixth uh, grade. That's true. Because um, seventh grade was 9/11. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. how I remember it. Yeah, there's a pre 9/11 world where Corey was in it, and then after that. Yeah. But also, 1998, the home run race. Also remember that. Good okay. year. Fun year. Yeah, I don't know anything nice. about that. Yeah, I do. I know a lot. Mark nice. McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Griffey was in it, too, until the first until the, the, the first half of the season ended, and then the second half of the season. Not as strong. Okay. Um, and so that's around the time when I met Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Sixth grade. Yeah. We weren't really friends until high school yeah but, but brian was in a band in middle school that i remember watching yeah and being like whoa cool what, what band were you in it, well well we were an all jewish band except for me uh called paradox okay and we were kind of mostly influenced by metallica as in they were and i just was there for the ride oh wow um and we covered uh, a they, few songs they covered smells like teen spirit which i had never heard before and i thought there was an original song <laughs> and i was like they're good that's man. a good song they're real good <laughs> listen to this <laughs> um, but Corey and I became well, like we always like identified with each other because we was were the short two kids. shortest. Yeah. There were like three of the shortest kids: me, Ethan Mink, who was in the band actually, yeah, and then Corey were like the shortest kids in the class, and so we were always like, you know, you kind of like do a head nod as you pass yeah. by, like yeah, we get it. Yeah, picture day was like, there's my bud. Yep. <laughs> this again. Got to stand next to this guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so friends in high school, we became better friends. Uh, as you know, we were in video production, me and Jarrell. Yes. Brian, uh, was not because, uh, I took his place, I think. What mm, happened? Did you apply didn't for you, video production? Oh, I applied. Yeah. Uh, I applied. I got into the class and then, uh, day one, Johnson was like, there's too many people. That's yeah, not his voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's too many people in here. And, uh, he kicked me out. Yeah. Okay. And I was on crutches with a cast. Yeah. And I oh, wow. didn't get into Shh. video production, but then I went and I talked to him. And he was like, oh, we'll find a place for you. And he added me to the class. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> and so he kept crying out. The theme of Corey is if he sticks around long enough, he'll he'll basically get in wherever he wants. Yes. <laughs> and so far, so good. Dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, as far as 
So you guys met in high school, or you guys met in middle yeah, school, right? Middle school. Middle school, passed by and whatnot, yeah. continued to have a uh, friendship in high school. And then you were in bands, and you were in another band too, right, in high school? Yeah, regrettably the name of it was the One Night Stand Band. Uh, okay. None of us were sex havers. <laughs> um, but we we got together. It was actually my 16th birthday was when we uh, got together because they were just a bunch of friends, and we all played music, and we all liked classic rock. Yeah. And a friend of ours, Michael Darker, uh, introduced us, and we didn't have a band name, but he just came up with it. He said, here for one night only, the One Night Stand Band. And we said, <laughs> I like the sound of that. Nice. Um, and we were like mostly classic rock influenced. I was really into Jimi Hendrix, and then the other guitarist was really into like Van Halen, Yeah. which was really difficult because we both wanted to be like lead guitarists because we were so inspired. Do we, do we want a name drop? Uh, Michael Gowan. <laughs> Good. I, I'm sure he's still a good guy. Um, yeah. And then our middle ground was like Aerosmith. Like between okay. Hendrix and Van Halen, we're like maybe Aerosmith is like where we need to be at. Okay. Which is kind of strange. Really quick, classic rock guitarist. One of your favorite. Who would you say is like your favorite classic rock? Guitarist? Oh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix. You consider him classic rock? Um, I mean, I guess you could call him like psychedelic rock, but like he is. A pinnacle of influence mm-hmm. like in like 1969 Woodstock and like yeah and all that time before um he is he's kind of in his own thing like um but you know he's one of my favorites okay it's it's hard not to but like I'm also really really influenced by blues music right okay. which is like his yeah, kind of that's just bread thing. and butter yeah right now you Corey I yeah. remember you were you gonna have like a, a rap career, but not a rap career. I didn't have a career. <laughs> I uh, well, be, like as a kid, I asked for drums every year for Christmas and never got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, being older, I understand exactly why, because they're very loud and expensive, and um, there's not a lot of room for them. But as a kid, very disappointed to never have drums. Mm-hmm. So anytime I was at somebody's house that had a drum set, I would just like hit it for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. This is fun, but I don't know how to play. And then, uh, yeah, in high school, I had GarageBand because GarageBand came out, and I would make right. like stupid beats and freestyle rap on it. Yeah. But was not a rap career. Uh, <laughs> I, I just mean, remember Dutch Oven. I just oh, remember Dutch Oven yeah. was a classic. I yeah. mean, I had a MySpace <laughs> with my friend Sean Leach. Name drop again. Oh, We're just name dropping. We them. don't. We don't. Uh, we won't protect anybody. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, we like made up stupid raps. Dutch oven was yeah. about Dutch ovens and farting under the covers. Do you remember how it goes? I remember exactly how it goes. It's very simple. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Is it still? Is it in the masses? Is it online? Uh, I uh, hope not. Okay. Masses. Okay. I honestly, curious. I mean, I don't think we ever deleted the MySpace, but it's been inactive for long enough that maybe it disappeared anyway. Right. Like, at least a couple years ago when I tried to find it, I could find it but couldn't play any of the songs on it. Okay. Because uh, it's probably super outdated. Now, let me let me ask you because um, I feel like a lot of people, they gravitate towards other instruments, and then but when it comes to finding drummers, one, it's harder, and then two, it really creates the aura of the band as far as how good they are. Like, they used to say, like, you'll know how good the band is based on how good the drummer is. So like when yes, did when we did, were bad for a while. When did, <laughs> when did you when did you want Ooh. did you always want to do drums? Was that always the number one instrument? Yeah, that was the only one I was ever interested in. I like as a kid could have taken piano lessons and didn't. I mm-hmm. wish I did now cuz it'd be cool to know how to play any other instrument that you can actually make a song with. Yeah. Uh but drums, I always wanted to play drums but never really had a chance and then uh yeah, you guys started picking up guitar like you yeah. and our friend Andrew. Brian had already played guitar, but like everyone started picking up guitar. Rock band had just come out. My music has been very driven by the uh what's available electronically. <laughs> I will well, you know what? I will say rock band, rock band drums, 1 and great. 2 like changed like I discovered songs playing rock band. Yeah. And, and like we all used to play at our friend's apartment back in the day, and don't drop those names. We won't <laughs> drop those names. I hope they're doing well. Anyway, um, but I there's a lot of songs that I just didn't know yeah. because I was kind of in a different phase as far as like 
just like underground hip hop and things like that and getting into blues and whatnot. And then, but like playing rock band, a lot of these mainstream type songs, like they're ones that I didn't really hear before. So that yeah. was really exciting yeah. to sing all, to sing it's, like they, play they were, they're good at making lists. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a good like learning yeah. space, like especially for drums. I mean, literally, I learned how to play drums because we played. I played rock band so much because I had dropped out of school and uh, was doing nothing, and so I just played rock band all day. And then everybody started playing guitar, and then uh, with that leftover school money from dropping out, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a drum set. I remember the day you bought a drum set. We actually brought it to your house, Drell. Oh like, yeah, uh, and we played Seven Nation Army. I do remember yeah. that. That was well, wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to play at your house first. That was like yeah. the first place we ever jammed with the West <laughs> Wait, what's it West Park Lane. Oh, West Park Lane. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I will, um, I'll interject here. So obviously, you know, everyone has their bands that they start off and play and, you know, it's awful. So one of them for me was called West Park Lane. The first guitar I got was, uh, it was... I think my friends pitched in to get me this guitar at a pawn shop, but I don't even, I didn't know how to tune the guitar. Like the first riff was like a McDonald's riff. (laughs) That one? Well, no. No, it was was like a McDonald's song. It was like a bluesy riff that I just made up lyrics to about McDonald's. But I didn't know anything else as far as how to play on it, but it was We have a pretty bad uh, brain stew cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should name drop somewhere. who sung that, but I won't. <laughs> I mean, I was half of it. I was half of the singing. Uh, yeah, we used to. We had, we had Darrell on guitar. Uh, I had drums, but another guy was drumming most of the time, and then me and one other person just sang. Yeah, and so it was like a, an out of tune guitarist, a not good drummer, and two bad singers. Yeah, was what this band was it for was a the, long time. The pinnacle of the beginnings, yeah. but and I, then a bassist that was sometimes there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, uh, when did you guys decide to start playing music? Um. Well, I mean. The thing with Corey is like he always wanted to jam. Yeah, I, we're. A, I'm a jammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I used to just get so exhausted sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like Corey would have to like drag me out. But like in our hometown, like if we were just hanging out, he'd just be like, "Let's jam." And yeah. normally we'd always just kind of have gear at someone's house from the last time we jammed, or yeah. in my car, or whatever. Andrew Hakeem, shout out. Yeah, shout, shout out. out. Shout that name. He'll be on an episode in the future. But oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh man. Um, <laughs> his garage, my dad's house. Your yeah. dad's house, my my dad's house. Yeah. Um, Jarrell's house. Yeah. Um, and and so like yeah, we would start to play, and we. I think the first thing we like we and we would always like just record something on GarageBand uh, as cheaply as possible, just yeah. setting the microphone as low as it could possibly, uh, like pick up everything, yeah. just so we could hear it later. And we went by, I think it was Coe D and BG or something, or BG and Coe D. Oh yeah, us too. Yeah. Um, mm. and we just like would have like a few jammed songs, but we didn't really start writing songs with lyrics until we lived together, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And those, like, jam songs were, like, definitely, like, I didn't know how to play drums well, and Brian was a good guitarist. So it was just, like, him trying to, like, slow down to my yeah. level. Well, you know, it was it's funny, because, like, what convinced me to, like, because, yeah, it was, it was difficult, because you were in learning stages, and I was, like, in a in a in in another, like, like trying different things and so not I'm no, I don't mean to be crappy but like yeah I was like a little frustrated at times but then like when you got me really into the white stripes I was like oh my god we could do so much with two people and like good simple drums and we could have like a lot of fun with that yeah. I didn't know Corey got you into the white stripes that's interesting yeah well I'm always like 10 years too late on music and and back when there was mojo and you could like kind of steal oh, someone's mojo. someone's like iTunes. well you're like 10 years too late for our time, but then you listen to stuff that is like forty years Plus, old. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to like which I never listened to, so I was yeah. like, "Oh, cool." Yeah, you was, you introduce old songs to me, and I introduce new songs to yeah, you. Yeah, I got into like you got me into like the Killers, Ten Years Too Late, The Strokes, White oh, Stripes, yeah. um, and then I was like into like in high school like um, like Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and Leonard Skinner and like all those classic rock bands that are great. 
Um, but then when I started being like, oh my God, the music of our generation is really good. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, okay, like I want to, I can kind of take the old stuff style like Jack White did, um, and make it new and fun in the way I like it. Mm. And then Corey yeah. was like a part of that. And like, I don't know, I think he really like challenged me and helped me write. Um, I mean, we wrote together a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I also just remember in the beginning, I tuned my drums so tightly Mm-hmm. that they all just sounded like bongos. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had no idea how to tune drums. I still kind of just wing it, but I like was just like, I just have to get these as tight as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> would like dent the drum head because it was so tight oh, <laughs> that gosh. it would just like end up like... It's like air in your tires. Pretty, She's like, yeah. it's got to be full. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Those so, early days are... Ter- like terribly tuned but they're the, they're <laughs> almost the around. best days though right because it's like where would we be like it's like th- th- those are the to me yeah. those are like the fruits of your labor as yeah. far as like, i think one of the best things we did was record jams yeah because we like would find stuff where it's like oh yeah that was really cool and then we would like kind of like be able to build on it uh and then we can look back and see our growth which is yeah. very fun yeah we, we would write songs two ways one would be like we'd jam something out and be like that's kind of good let's record it and then we'll figure it out later and then sometimes i would write something and send him a demo and then we'd kind of like come up with and then like once we got together again we'd be like let's try that demo yeah so Mm. i think what i think my big thing with uh any of the bands i've been in is when like uh, stuff like that where he's like oh let's try this thing i love doing like weird like changes Mm. And mm-hmm. even, like, in jams, I, like, really try to look for those moments where I was like, we've done this enough, let's, like, just try something way off they, to I the mean, side, kind of a, like, quick change, mm. uh, which I always like. Yeah. That's that's the fun part about playing with you is, like, I think you're always kind of messing with us and challenging us, like, in a weird way, because, like, the traditional way you think a song's going to go with, like, what you have in your head, you won't do. Mm-hmm. And then it actually becomes something really different. And if you're okay with that change and you embrace it, then I think you can make something really fun. But um, you, if you got, you got to be comfortable with being like kind of poked and prodded by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, how many, um, how many songs have you guys uh, recorded? Ooh. I mean, in terms of like fully written, like nothing is recorded that well but in terms of like fully written songs we probably have around like six six or seven yeah and then like really that's an ep that's an ep fellas well you know if we did it better uh, yeah if they recorded better and And we like like them okay and then there's other songs that like we have the music for that we don't but we've like don't have lyrics for that we always whenever we we listen to it we're like we should have done something with that song we lived together for a couple years and that was when we like mostly did our like band Stuff like that's when like we were just like this is a band and we named it and like and never played a show. <laughs> yeah, tried to do like songs. But that was an Arizona. That was an I'm assuming yeah. that was Arizona. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. But the okay. recording process to me is more fun than like than live performance. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's more fun to collaborate and like be in the be in that like the private throes of your creation. You know. Yeah. Because so. I feel like when you play live, you're kind of you're first you're. It's feeling like most people that they'll, they'll play covers to satisfy the crowd, you know, and then it's like, hey, okay, here's some new stuff that I want to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, we never. I don't know. I, I mean, I've never like really wanted to do like I love doing covers and I love that stuff, but I've never wanted to be like the, the first time if we ever played a show, I wouldn't want to do mostly covers. I think I'm not a big fan. It's in terms. I don't know. I'm not good at. List like listening to songs and then playing the drum, like recreating the drums to it. I'm like much better at just like jamming. It's weird because even songs that we've written, I feel like I'm like more comfortable jamming out a song not knowing what I'm playing than I am like trying to get an exact like drum pattern. Mm. Yeah, well, I think with with you and me when we play like one of the it's like almost a requirement it's not necessary but it always has to be fun for you like if you if we have to have like a structured song that's not a jam like all of the parts like i think you want it to be fun it can't just be a straight like a straight beat of like really simple stupid thing like you have to have some sort of like challenge or some sort of like big fast yeah i do get i mean because yeah i like never had formal training of drumming i get pretty bored pretty easily with just like a 
regular beat because I, I think because I can't do variations of it. Mm. Like I like have to do something weird because I don't know how to just like make a simple beat a little more complicated because yeah. I don't have any training. Yeah. And that's part of like when you when we do jam, you like challenge the people you jam with and you poke and prod them. Because like if you're gonna get if you're bored in the middle of the song, you're like, I'm gonna change it. Yeah. And if someone is comfortable with that, then it can turn into something really fun. Yeah. Do you have any like drummers that you really love, Corey? Uh, I mean, all those, but like Matt Helders from Arctic Monkeys is, and mm. like I feel like that's at least in the early stuff, like that's how he played. Like it was just like any time there could be like a weird big fill or something like that. There's like big fills and. A lot of those songs there's like rarely a song that is just like a regular beat for like the entire song or the strokes they're like their songs have like a lot of like weird drum fills and like patterns and stuff like that and then dave grohl obviously is like yeah insane yeah um just people that just like play like hard and i feel like it's great did i feel like they all have I feel like there's a narrative with all those bands you mentioned because I feel like they all kind of started just playing, like trying to figure things out, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know the I don't know the background behind the the Strokes drummer, but like you know, like you said with Matt Elder, like figuring things out and like learning yeah. himself. I Dave feel Grohl. like I like read on Wikipedia that like Arctic Monkeys are basically just like they all started picking up instruments. So he's like, I'll play drums, and then now is incredible. Yeah. Now they're they're yeah they're excellent. So. Yeah, very nice, very yeah. nice. Um, so I, I wanted you guys to kind of discuss um, w- your guys' favorite song. Oh, actually, before that, now, did, did, we already said what your guys' band name was, right? De Niro Face. Okay. De Niro Face. Million Dollar Question. How did that name come up? Do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, so uh, in what I believe is Knocked Up, I think <laughs> some movie with Paul Rust in it. Paul Rust? Not Paul. Uh, Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd. Okay. Sorry. Paul <laughs> Rust is a different I, comedian. I got you. <laughs> Paul Rudd, uh, he like does a De Niro impression. And for some reason I saw it and I was like, I think I could do that face. <laughs> and then so I just practiced just the face in the mirror in like my dorm room, my solo dorm room in college until I figured it out and figured it out into three steps, <laughs> which is squint, raise your eyebrows and frown. And then <laughs> I just started telling everyone that... <laughs> And they should do it. And then there's like a hand <laughs> gesture where you're like, come on. Like, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just like started being like, you try, try this. Do, <laughs> do De Niro face. And then me and Brian would just do it all the time. You yeah. guys are the best at it. Well, at least out of our group, at least well, that he, I know. You had to get in the mirror. That's <laughs> that, was, get in the mirror. that was the trick. Yeah. Um, uh, try it at home. And I don't know. <laughs> I honestly have no idea whose idea it was to make the band named Nero face but that's what started it i guess yeah i think i mean i'm sure we were just thinking of names and there was a picture of us where we both were doing it so we we're like let's call our band Nero face yeah <laughs> that was it. yeah i love the name still love the it's name. it's good it's no, a classic I, name i think it's awesome um, it would be great for branding if we ever uh put anything out there if, if robert <laughs> de niro ever endorsed us and returned my phone <laughs> effing phone calls can i cuss i don't know yeah man it's yeah I, I gotta press the uh, explicit button when yeah, I upload it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Smash Sorry. that explicit button. Sorry, parents. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, uh, now I know you guys said you had six, seven songs that you guys just you know made in general. What's one of your favorite that you guys made? Uke. Brian's favorite song is "You." <laughs> I have a different favorite song. Okay. Well, uh, all right. well, well, let's well, tell me tell me some of your favorite parts in Yuke and then I'll have Corey talk about his favorite. Um well, Yuke is a song where um I I think I like in, in the like community of like friends and people we lived in there was always like instruments around and so I would just always pick up this guy's ukulele and kind of just figure it out. like with like string instruments like if you can kind of transpose where everything is like you can figure it out so like mandolin and ukulele and guitar and bass are all like pretty translatable for me 
Um, and so I just like ended up writing this like really like sweet soft thing, and I was going through like the sad time, and uh, was like about to like leave Arizona, and like I dropped out of college for like a year, and so I wrote this song about kind of like about that, and um, and I played it for Corey, and then uh, but I I didn't have the ukulele, so I had it an electric guitar, yeah. and I was playing it for him on on the guitar, because um, the bottom four strings are basically the same thing. And I, if you just like capo it up, yeah. And so I play him this like really soft, sweet song, and he goes, "That'd be cool." But then like adds this like, like really, f- he just like did this really fun. Do I ruin I, it? Should we spoil it? I think. I mean, they'll they're gonna hear it. It'll make sense. I think. I don't even say that would be cool. You just sang the lyrics, and at the end, like the lyrics before this part is just like, "I'm gone." Like yeah. we're just saying that, and then it like stopped, and then I was just like. <laughs> And we were like, we're just really hard to say. We're really actually, and that's what we did. And it's, I love songs that like start soft and then surprise you. I have like a real affinity to that. And that chord progression in that song is like one of my favorite things to hear because it's just like walking down and like a really kind of yeah. And I just want like classic way. punk beat. And then yeah, and then we nice. go into like this punk rock thing, and it's it's a short song. I love short songs. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so it's yeah, it's one it of really was just like me making a joke, and I and Brian liked it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't like too joke. It wasn't. It's not too jokey with the song. No, like it's the lyrics aren't a joke. It's just kind of like a the sto- it just changes the mood of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> the joke is like our style. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't. Mi- it's not like hey, we're doing a bit for us. It's like. No, like we are, we do like hard, like fast, fun music. And yeah. I happen to write this soft, sad song, and that's stupid. So like, let's <laughs> let's pump it up, and and it was great. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Very cool. Um, I mean, my favorite song to play was Brawl. Yeah, I never liked the lyrics on that. I would have. Yeah, would it never. It like was it. It was like our first. It was our first song. I think really that we like we're kind of into but for like as a whole never super came together no. like piece by piece no uh but that my favorite song to listen to now is asshole profits which is also not like another hard song it's like more of like one of our softer songs it's like you're on acoustic right it's well i wrote it I, that was one of those i did the demo for first on mm-hmm. acoustic and i was really i was listening to like a lot of edward sharp around that mm-hmm. time and so I was like, I'm going to do like a country folkish kind of thing. Again, about like being f- like away from Arizona for a while. I always like, I'm just too nostalgic as a human being. Um, Most of your lyrics are about uh, being in between Redlands and Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every song refers to something in the that. other city that <laughs> you're not <laughs> in. <laughs> so you, so you're. I'm gonna have to unpack that later. <laughs> <laughs> You've never realized no, this. No, thank you. That's yeah. why you guys are friends. Um, <laughs> so you, so you were, you were writing it on acoustic as far as for that. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I, I always listen to like soft, softer songs, like in general, like I, um, or like punky, fast, fun, like light stuff. And so I wrote this thing called Asshole Profits, and it was about like uh, these people at the restaurant I used to work at, and how like they were always super like insightful and wise. Uh, um and i like missed him like and i was like kind of pissed off how much i missed him like mm. i guess essentially so i called them like asshole prophets because like they would always have these like really insightful things to say but i was like you asshole you're gone yeah. I, I guess i'm gone um <laughs> yeah and cory why do you like it i don't even um really... i don't know i think in terms of the quality of the recording it's probably the best one we have mm, because yeah. it's quite like quieter songs are so much easier to record especially when you have limited equipment. Mm. Uh, but also, it's just like, it's different than any song I've played with any other band. It's just like the drum beat is just like little like that's that was that's one of the songs i was talking about where it's like playing a simple thing and like having little changes is hard because i'm not like technically uh good at playing drums 
Uh, but with that, with that beat, I like found like little things in there to like add, which I liked a lot. That just like went along with the guitar, mm. uh, and I I don't know. It just feels like a solid song. There's not any parts of it that I think are like off. Where some of our songs, because we didn't like really yeah play them a lot, like we, there's always a little part in there where I'm just well, like, oh, that's not quite well, like what we want. One of the ch- one of the challenges, and I would do this differently today if we got to do some more stuff. But like one of the challenges I always like tried to take on was like, there's only two of us. I want to be able to play these songs live if we ever have to. And so the two of us should be enough for the recording. Yeah. Um, and that boxes you in. And if you can pull it off, it's great. But if you can't, then I wouldn't be as afraid to add all these other instruments because we, we can play other instruments and, yeah. and, and work on it. And that was one of the songs where I was just like, you know, screw it. Like, we're going to... I'm going to do multiple guitar takes um, and we're going to add a bass and we're going to do whatever we want on it. And I think that's kind of why it's probably the better recorded and it sounds more full than the other songs because the other ones are a little more punky, fast. There's just two of us. Let's do it. Mm. So Uh, what is you always refer to the solo as your most something solo. And it's like my most like simple and like an effective. I don't know. That's not the no, it's. It's just simple to me. It's like simple and fun and folky, folksy. I don't. It's, More, that's not what I'm. Thi- that's solo? not what I'm thinking. It's, it's like it's. I feel like the whatever you say is more of a negative connotation. It's like your least. Um, it's like my least complex solo. Not even. That com- works. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I don't know, man. It's something where you're just like indulgent. That's what it is. Oh, my most self-indulgent solo? Your least. Oh, my least self-indulgent yeah. solo. Yeah. That's what you always say. It yeah. took me a while to get there. Because it's super, super short and I didn't, I don't know, as I've gotten like more seasoned as a guitarist, I focus less on how like technically like impressive things are and how just good the song will sound. <laughs> Which I think with with De Niro face and like just having two people, you can't like you can't just like solo whenever you want because then the the support of the song is gone. Yeah. So you have to like you have to write in a way that that both of you can work together really well and that the song can work together really well. And so you can't just like stop doing stuff and start like going into a really self-indulgent solo. Mm. So which is like more fun for me because I think the songs are better to when you just focus on what they will sound like as a whole than like what i sound like with my powers yeah it's also a thing where um we could sing these songs better now than when we recorded them oh yeah and that's always like a thing where it's like oh i wish we could do it now like do it now which we i mean we could we could take these microphones it just costs more (laughs) it just costs more money now that was gonna be that was gonna be one of my last questions was um do you guys think that you would continue to make music 100 i mean if there if we have the space ever like anytime soon we'll go to debt for it like we would i would for sure and even then if i had like enough extra money i would pay to like go to one of those studios like once every couple weeks or something for a couple hours yeah yeah um la's tough la's tough but knowing that we're both here now and we're both close to each other encourages me more to like try and find the time to do it yeah Yeah. because before we haven't lived in the same city for a long time or at least not close to each other and we and we still talk about music all the time like once in a while we'll be like hey this would be like a a fun cover to do if we ever had a chance and then Mm -hmm. we would obviously never do that but yeah we're just like oh i'd like to write a song like this yeah yeah which i don't know we we're very different in the way we like music like Mm -hmm. we like very different stuff but we always i like i think we always try to find the venn diagram middle of what would be good for what we both like and what our band direction kind of is and was yeah or at least try to be like oh i like send you a song and you're like i like this thing about this song and you send me a song like oh i like this thing about this song and we try to like just pick out the things that we both like Mm -hmm. 
instead of just one of us trying to like get the other one to do all of it. Yeah. Do you guys have a uh, a top three of like your favorite two person bands? Uh, well, White Stripes is the obvious one. I mean, there's Black not a ton Keys. of them. Crash King, no, Crash King is just three. Yeah. What was I? Th- oh, uh, Royal Blood. That's what I was thinking. Royal not really Crash good. Kings. Yeah. Royal Blood is good. White Stripes, obviously. Um, early days. I don't think I'm as influenced by them now, but Nico Vega, uh, is three person band, but the singer doesn't have play an instrument. Right. And that was we saw them live, and that was like an eye opener for me. That like, was really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, same, I mean, same with yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Oh yeah, two instruments, one singer. Yeah. yeah, that's whenever you can see two instruments pulling it off, it just it blows my hair back. It's just so cool, and it makes me want to like be able to do that because it's just a lot of power. It's yeah. just a lot of control, and I'm a big fan of Deep Valley. Okay, Deep I never Valley heard of them. It's just like two women who like fucking rock. They're very, they're awesome. yeah, they're good. Nice. Yeah, I've never heard of them either. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it like bass guitar? Or they're both guitar. Or guitar drums. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. You know, old school Black Keys. Um, yeah. yeah. Just drums and guitar, man. Yeah. So nice. So yeah. nice. I'm I'm kind of boxed in as a musician because I studied so much blues that I have to like. I have to, whenever I write or whenever I appreciate something that I think we could do, it has to have some sort of blues-ish root yeah. so that I know I'm capable of doing it. Mm. And a lot of those old school guys, I mean, a, a lot of those blues, uh, old blues guys, a lot of them were two, a lot of them were two people bands, right? I mean, at least in a live setting, it wasn't too much, I think. But yeah. I mean, there's a... You can find all kinds of sizes of bands that are amazing and and powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the two, the two, and uh, because I feel like it's the most vulnerable. Like that's why when I'm pretty sure you introduced me to the White Stripes. Um, it's possible. Um, listening to Elephant. Um, oh, I love that album. It's but, so good. And I just remember Jack White saying like he likes that vulnerability and like taking risks and like. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. His like live thing is just like I try to make it harder for myself to get to each instrument, so I have to like find a way to do it. <laughs> he he won't. Um, you know how like you see a live show and there's like a bunch of guitar picks on the on the microphone stand. Yeah, he won't do that so that like it's almost like a punishment. He's like, if I drop my pick, I gotta go get another one. So that <laughs> I, so I punish myself so I am gonna be better. Yeah, and and I I really. I want to like kind of have that kind of um, I don't know work ethic. Yeah, work ethic. Yeah, boxing yourself in so you have to fight out of it. Yes, is the sense. Mm. That's awesome. I mean, maybe that's why I never really learned how to play drums. I boxed myself in, so I had to find my way out of it in different ways, and not technicality. I think you need to give yourself (laughs) more credit because I think (laughs) you are a good drummer. I think I I don't think I don't don't think I'm a bad drummer. I Mm. think if in terms of the technical aspects of it, though, I'm not I, great. I think if, like, you put yourself next to someone at Guitar Center who, like, was technically trained and he was, like, copy me, you probably wouldn't be able to do it. But if you're, like, I'm going to create something, it would be your own brand. Like, it would sound yeah. like Corey. It wouldn't sound like that's, anybody else. Yeah, that's what I like is that I, I really learned how to play drums by jamming with other people. Like, I... Don't know how I would have done it if we all weren't trying to learn instruments all at the same time. Yeah, or sure. if I was a drummer and everyone was like as good as Brian was at that time, where I was just like me and three good guitarists. I feel like you guys would have found another drummer. Yeah, <laughs> like, I <don't> know. <laughs> why? I mean, that's an interesting point, definitely. Um, and what I find interesting too is that I talk about my previous one well, of my previous episodes, but like being able to. Not everyone knows how to jam like we do. Like, no. Like, because I've, I've jammed with people where, like, they just play covers mm-hmm. of songs, and I'm like, Yeah, what? I'm glad <laughs> none of us ever really wanted to do that. Yeah. Like, I e- easily could have turned into that, and none of us cared to, like, learn covers. Yeah. I, I've never learned that way. Even, like, as a kid, like, everyone was like, what Power Ranger are you? And I was like, I'm going to create one called the Orange Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and his... <laughs> He's going to have, like, some sort of raptor. And I'm going to be the orange ranger. And they're like, no, there's five in the green one. And he's Filipino, so you have yeah. that diversity. He'll be Filipino. 
<laughs> no, he'd be like, uh, he'd be Mexican. They didn't have any Mexicans. Oh, that's true. Got to represent true. The, a that's quarter true. of my people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was always that way. And then uh, I know a lot of guitarists. They learn from like, like just copying songs and like learning how the the greats did it. Which I probably would be a much better player if I did that. But I never wanted to do that. I always wanted to make up a song. And yeah. And it's kind of fortunate that our friend group of jammers, I don't know if you can call us that, um, <laughs> we all we all kind of think that way of like, yeah. we want to make something that's new and fun, and if it sucks, we'll throw it, and if it's great, then we'll I'll always appreciate it. And even when we've talked about covers, we're just like, it can't sound like that song. Yeah. Well, when yeah, when you and I talk about covers and send each other music, we're like, I, I think we could do this, but we'd ha- we would spend, but because we, I think, we're capable of spinning it to sound like we want to sound. Yeah. Well, it's more yeah. of just let's take these lyrics and then like lay something behind it that is semi recognizable to what this song is. Yeah. Like there's a Cab Calloway song. Um, it's uh, everybody eats when they come to my house. And it's it's very fun. It's so <laughs> fun. And it's like this like swinging like. Thump. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, at one point, he just yells, "Fump!" He like names <laughs> names. He's just like calling out names the whole time, and one of the names is Fump. He goes, uh, <laughs> he's like talking about food. He's like, "Pass the t- uh, or like pass the latke, Matke," and it's just so silly and so fun. And if we like kind of punk rocked it up and made it our own, like it would be really fun because we we would never w- be able to like copy that swinging like horn section Cab Calloway, but we could always do our thing to it. And right. That's kind of how we think about covers. Yeah, nice. and then we never do them. And then we never <laughs> do them. We just talk about them and talk big yeah. game. The last song that we ever wrote really is called "Drunk Song," and that okay. that I think is more of what we would sound like now. I think we accidentally if we started playing again. Yeah, I think we accidentally kind of tapped into something, especially for me vocally. Um, I think I I became after De Niro phase or after we moved away from each other like mm. i got really really into tom waits and like a really like gravelly like raw style of singing and w- i think we accidentally topped into it with drunk song because i was drunk and um and Corey was like let's just jam and i was like i don't know i'm feeling drunk and he i didn't say that um <laughs> and then um but he convinced me and i was like fine and we yeah go a lot in. of us ever practicing was me convincing him to like play for more than 30 minutes at a time and now i'm like oh, i wish you had drums again i want to play i got on the opposite side of yearning for it um and then we made drunk song which i don't know if you're gonna play it but it's a fun one um and i think that's kind of the style yeah. we would go more for is that another short song or how's that song different it's, than the other well song? it was we, we improvised uh, completely really it, it, okay. but we disagree on how long it should be yeah it, it, the version we recorded there is like a second half that is longer which i like brian wants it to just end after the first half mm-hmm. yeah like 30 seconds which um it's too short for me which we, but like that's that's how I would want it to be played, the recorded version we gave you. But yeah. if we recorded it again, I think we'd make it longer. And also, there was no microphone for vocals in the room. So oh. I, I had to yell as loud as I could, which is why I think we kind of accidentally tapped into something. Yeah. Just like used to, it used to be in like my room is where my drums would be, and we would just like hang a mic from the ceiling and just try and get it to pick up everything. Or put the like computer in the corner, like a like a cuck. Hmm. Yeah, just watching us, watching us. musically <laughs> uh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, watch us musically fuck. That's I, I've never heard of that style of recording. That's interesting. Cuckolding. Cuckolding. <laughs> Cuckording, 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 cuckording to Jim. Famous cuckold, Jim. What's his last name? Belushi. Belushi. Rest in peace. No. Is he dead? No. John. No, they're both dead now. No. What are they both? John Belushi is definitely dead. Jim is. I thought Jim. I don't think Jim is. I think he might. I don't know. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Well, he wasn't talented. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> hey, K nine was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. No, he's 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 like a he's like a necessary presence uh, of of good family humor. I don't know. Yeah, he's alive. He's oh, alive. Okay. Sorry, Jim. Thank God. I know. Okay. He, I know he listens to the 440s. So. <laughs> 
though I didn't know he was. I might get not a, I, might, I might get a text from him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you jackass! I'm not a cuckold. <laughs> Put uh, me on the podcast. <laughs> do you have? Um, I feel like for a two-person band, um, and maybe it's just me, but a certain guitar would benefit, like creating a bigger sound. Do you have a <sighs> type of guitar that? You would want say if you guys start playing again, like would you have a preferred guitar to play? Um, Corey, you know I don't know. Um, I think one thing I always needed to avoid was uh, guitar sounds that were a little too trebly or high ended. Okay. Even though like I love Telecasters and I like Stratocasters yeah. in that order, um, but I know that like a really twangy sound wouldn't support it because you need that like bass heavy. Yeah, and so. For me, it's not so much, um, it's avoid twangy, high-ended guitars, but also, like, you got to play with uh, your settings, and you got to play with your pedals, and I think, I at one point, I bought a really cheap, like, cheap Octaver, and we had to, like, make it work, and it wouldn't always, you know, work unless you had, uh, you, you can only, like, basically make it work if you're playing one note at a time, like, you mm. couldn't, like, do oh, wow. any kind of chord situation with the bass Octaver, it would cut in and out. And so, like, there were times where I was turning it on and off and on and off, trying to, like, switching from single notes where you have, you know, a lower octave and a higher octave uh, note, and then going back to chords with it, with it off. So, like, it was, like, a lot of, I get that's, again, like, boxing myself in so that I could f- figure it out. Did you guys use it on one of your songs? Well, we did. The most notable song. I we, have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a, we did, we did first, uh, mostly jams, nothing, nothing that we recorded with uh, vocals but then when we had our sketch show that's uh that was used very exclusively on um the theme song for the sketch show oh, okay and it's me turning it on and on and on uh, on and off and on and off again over yeah. and over going from chords to single notes that yeah. is a good song too yeah that's i I really like that theme song yeah it, like, came, I like it came together well yeah, yeah. which was a de- like it was like a part of a song that he sent to me before and we were like me and Brian and our friend Andrew, who we mentioned before, did a bunch of sketches and had yeah. a sketch show. And we had like a theme song type thing. And Brian had sent me a song as like a De Niro face demo like months before. And we were like looking for songs. So I was like looking through songs that were on my iTunes that were already recorded. And there's a part of this song. And I was like, oh, this would be perfect if it just stops here. Yeah. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we like used that. I added drums to it. And then. Yeah, it yeah. was our theme song, and it was fun. It's it was a, a fun really fun song. theme song. Any of our music, Joe? Yeah, I'll give you all of it. <laughs> all of it, because it's not going anywhere else. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out, me and Jarrell recorded an EP over the course of 24 hours, right? 48 hours? When I was in Arizona, I feel like you called it like the forty-eight hour EP. Really? Like t- when I'm losing my when memory. it was being made. Uh-huh. It was your second album. Your oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, you're right. I yeah. forgot that I recorded it that quickly. Yeah, I I forgot too. But then I like see I ever there's some somewhere where I have the music. It like says that, and I was like, oh yeah, we did do that very quickly. Yeah, but it was like Jarrell recorded five songs. Yeah. And then sent them to me in Arizona, and then I would record the drums with my one microphone and send it back to him. Uh, and it was fun. That was like one of the first times where I was like, "Oh, I can like play like a song, like play a song." Yeah. Um, you didn't think you could play a song? Well, just because. <laughs> well, well, just because like I had to like. F- the song was already completed. Oh, like, most yeah, of yeah. the time, like, I'm, like, helping create it. And, like, this was, like, the song's already done. I have to, like, fit within this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, con- the confines of, like, what's already there. And I think that was really the first time I did that without having any influence on um, how the song changes and stuff like that. We're, oh, so let me first say this. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I have a, the, the, the album we're talking about that we recorded within 48 hours. Um, it's called Life on a Canvas. It's one of my older uh, songs that I released or albums I released on Bandcamp before I started moving stuff to Spotify. But um, yeah, so I've, yeah, I forgot that I did that. 
Yeah. That quickly. I, yeah. You were in Arizona, right? I was in Arizona. Because okay. I remember sitting, I was just in my room like all day. Because I was like, yeah, I have all, I have the day off. So like send me all this <laughs> stuff. And so I was just in my room all day just like listening to these songs on repeat and just like playing them over and over and over. Uh, and then like messing up once and like, oh, I have to restart. And then <laughs> just like finally getting it and sending it back to you. Um, and it was, it was fun. Cause like every song sounded so different mm-hmm. that I was like playing like a different style, like every song too, that yeah. I was like, Oh cool. And there was, there was like a couple parts where I was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to like fuck around like in the background a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I still listen to the songs and I'm, they're fun. They're my, fun songs. That's one, my, that's, it's funny. Cause I, re- I released another, um, recent uh album transitions on spotify but my brother like it's a great my, album oh thank, great album thank you thank you but my brother likes life on the canvas like he he just like especially with um i think it's called no roads like that's his favorite no song. roads is a solid song i like it's no roads and a two dead lights two dead lights two dead lights is that's just good. fun to play that's when i had that telecaster Freaking gave Dominic Perum. <laughs> wait you gave that to him well I you saw- were gonna sell me that <laughs> No, I, I think I sold it to him. Um, you think? I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was actually, I did. I was actually you thinking prob- about that. No, you probably really? traded. Oh, maybe we did trade. I think you took like a hollow body from him and gave oh, him I, a guitar. Oh, yeah. Jeez. See, this is the problem when you're a guitarist <laughs> and you Corey. buy a bunch of shit and you, just, you give it away and you're like, I miss it. Corey knows more about like our, our histories than anybody. <laughs> He's got a good memory. He well, does. it's wa- it's always been crazy to me how many guitars you have at any s- time and the turnover rate of yeah. which <laughs> you like trade them out. Yeah, they're not. I'm it, such an idiot. Well, the fu- the like the first guitar I had was the hollow body, and I it was a pretty guitar. It played well, but the neck was really fat. So like when I like I hate a fat neck. after a while, who likes a fat neck? <laughs> um, but like my hands would get tired because I remember like we I remember we jammed once and it was probably one of the worst jams we did. But we were just we were both like fuck this. <laughs> like we played for like five minutes. We're like I'm not feeling this, and you're like yeah I'm not. Uh, I think uh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, that was funny. Like but that, but that that guitar like it was a nice guitar, but it was not comfortable to play, and I was still like trying to find the right guitar that I really was comfortable with. So like I, I went through like a gang of guitars yeah. and pedals and pedals. Every We would like jam and you'd have a ton of pedals. And then like two months later we jam again <laughs> and you'd be like, I have two pedals. And we're just like, Oh, come on. I know we I should. We can't play the songs that we played last time. Yeah, Very literally. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> very true. I should have never sold. If any of you have the line six F M four, the purple, Four switching pedal. Do not sell that pedal. That's one of the greatest pedals of all time. And uh, if you want to sell it, email Jarrell at <laughs> Jarrell Pedal Craze at 440. <laughs> at 440.aol. <laughs> no com. No com. <laughs> no com. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to, to, to say? To say? Um, uh, I will since we're mentioning things about Jarrell, uh, Jarrell and Corey have a never took off rap group. That's true. Ooh, that's yeah. really good. We, Corey, we had like our last like two songs we ever made start with just like we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all thought I was gone, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was ABG Joe, uh, Corey, Corey 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 D. ABG short for Average Joe. Average Joe. That's right. Um, and we always had the notion of each song, we'd be like, oh, you thought I was gone, huh? Because <laughs> it was like years in between. We were like, we don't even know who you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, we're back, we're, we're back, we're going to have an EP, and then we never record another song, and yeah. then no one would hear that song. You know what's funny, though? I'm, I'm, I've been listening to... Uh, I did drum on one of our rap songs. Though. That's, that, was that's yeah. just, that one's I really oh, like. Oh, yeah, that was excellent. Yeah. I listened to, uh, I've been listening to Joe Budden podcast recently, and be getting into hip-hop more, and I'm like... I kind of want to like record again, like you know, do some, do like some, like write some raps and like do something I with you. Always yeah, be fun. been supportive of you guys rapping together. Really? So, oh yeah, I've, I've always wanted it. I, I wanted you to come back every time. It's also a weird thing for me now because I do like comedy so much that doing music, I'm just like, oh man, I could write funny songs, but <laughs> with like this group, I wouldn't. Really? Like, I'd be like, if we did raps, there'd be, like, maybe, like, a lyric or two that are funny, uh, just because 
rap, you can kind of get away with it more. But like me and Brian writing songs, I don't think I would try and like get like funny lyrics mm. in. No. I I mean, we actually just talked about this the other day. Like go, like doing comedic songs like isn't. I I don't really enjoy it that much mm. at, for my like for myself in writing. Like, but I do like things that are funny to like in in music like yeah. like the That'll like deep song like yeah or pickle drum oh yeah, yeah we did From a jam that we all recently did yeah. with our friend dominic baramo yep. of tangerine skulls all three of us are yep. here and then dominic jammed and uh there's like a line in that song it's like uh tell me superstar can you open a pickle jar and then in the background we all go tell me superstar can you open a pickle yell jar? Yeah. and then at the end he goes no yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like because that's not like a comedy song. It's just like a fun energy. Like I think yeah. the what the comedy comes out in me and our stuff is just like a fun energy and not necessarily like this is like a funny song. No, yeah, I mean that's like that's not a punchline, uh, but it is like it's fun to hear. It's kind of fun to say. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's kind of where like joking around in music is fun. Is like is just if you're having fun with it and it makes you kind of like giggle to yourself doesn't have to be a punchline for anyone else right yeah then i think that like that's funny music and that's good but it's so much more challenging when you're like i gotta write songs and there's gotta be a setup and there's gotta be a punchline and i i it doesn't appeal to me as a as a in music for me although i do like respect like bo burnham a lot who is so good at that because he's so straightforward he just punchline 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 yeah 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 well uh yeah so um and i guess I, i didn't mention this uh audibly but uh Corey's a very talented uh improv comedian comedian yeah. sketch sketch uh master um uh, did you want to throw any plugs oh we're doing plugs now yeah um i mean hey if you're around the la area follow dick cannon improv on instagram and facebook or I don't know. Follow me at Corey Webster, C O R Y, Webster, on uh, Instagram. You don't want to spell Webster, but you had to spell Corey. Well, because people put an E in Corey a lot of the time. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I'd have to spell my name because the the Y I situation. Yeah, Y I. Y I. Y Any any plugs for you, Brian? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't have much going on. Uh if you want to see me um y- reach out to Jarrell or Corey <laughs> and uh and we can hang out through them. Um no, I don't I don't have any like uh projects right now. Okay. Um, so I do I do have some stuff like I want to do and I I always want to do creative things like no matter what and I'm kind of uh, trying to figure out how that works because I'm I'm still kind of transitioning back to LA. So yeah, right yeah. on. There's a squirrel on a telegraph wire out there that I'm pretty sure had like half an apple in its mouth. Telegraph? Telegraph <laughs> wire. <laughs> we have telegraphs. <laughs> yeah. So me couldn't and, think me of the. I couldn't think of the word. Me and Corey live like <laughs> half a mile apart, and we telegraph each other yeah. <laughs> when we want to come over. I <laughs> uh, I was just well. What happened was I was thinking of a quote from a soccer commentator named Ray Hudson, who is insane. If you look up Ray Hudson, uh, best of on YouTube, it's insane. But he referred to a soccer player once. He's like, he's running like a squirrel on a telegraph. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. That's strong. Uh, Is he like the Vin Scully of soccer? No, because Vin Scully is like good and knowledgeable and he is <laughs> he's like, just like Ray insane. Hudson is nuts <laughs> he's like, all oh. he's, like <laughs> he's yelling at the referee like Mussolini from his balcony <laughs> it's nuts like all game wow he loves Lionel Messi and anytime he does anything he freaks out I, oh man that would make me enjoy soccer more yeah that's what I, I didn't that. even know about this guy yeah Ray Hudson look him up Ray interesting Hudson. nothing to do with music <laughs> <laughs> I would like to plug Ray Hudson <laughs> I like to plug YouTube. Uh, there's some <laughs> funny videos on there. I would like to plug YouTube, uh, AOL Instant Messenger, Yahoo Chat Room, Tumblr, Tumblr, Blogspot, uh, Blogspot, Zanga with an X. Yep. <laughs> Def Zanga. All right, everybody. Well, <laughs> with that being said, uh, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for uh, taking the time out of your day to 
chat with uh with me. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Thank you. you. No, thank you for driving up. We wouldn't have come to you. Yeah, there's no <laughs> chance. Yeah, no chance. Not for this. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. to hear us talk about ourselves. Yeah, no. <laughs> But no, thanks thanks for having us, man. Oh, not not a problem. So thank you guys. Well, this again this is the four forty. My name is Jarrell, and thanks for tuning up, y'all. And uh hope for you to hear from me eventually later. Have a good day. See you guys. <laughs> I hope for you to hear, <laughs> hear from, from me eventually, eventually later. later. I'm still recording. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. Anyway, have a good day. All right, bye. <laughs>